Amen. You may be seated if you can. To rip yourself away from the, the addiction of fellowship. Whew. Everyone happy to be in the house of God today? We got, hey, all right, this side is really happy. Anyone else happy to be in the house of God? <laughs> now, now listen, where's, where's all my kids at today that were down here? Raise your hand. Let me see you. All right, I'm going to address you for a second. I realize I'm in a very precarious position because I am the one man that stands between you guys and about a thousand eggs, a little over a thousand eggs out here on that back veranda. So there's a lot of pressure on me to get right to the point today, right? So I'm going to try to do that. So to all of our guests, thank you so much. You could have been any place on Easter Sunday, but you decided to come worship with us, and, and we are honored that you would do so. So please just consider yourself amongst family. Uh, uh, make yourself at home. Uh, we're, usually, we're usually not this stuffy. It's been a while since I preached in a suit. So, so, uh, but I thought, hey, it's Easter, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach in a suit because I don't want my mom to come back and haunt me. Uh, mama used to always, I had to wear a suit on Easter, so, uh, so y'all bear with me. This, this suit, Howard, came with this coat, it came with this vest, and two assorted pair of pants, right? If it gets any hotter up here, I'm going to have to take one of these pair of pants off, right, because it is, it is just like too, it is really warm up here right now. I want to talk to us today about the liberation of resurrection, Liberation of resurrection. Last week we talked about uh, knowing him and his suffering, that there are times that you do go through some, some rough times, some challenges, and, and, and you find yourself on your own crucible asking why, just like he did. He said, he, he screamed out, God, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Now, he was quoting from the prophets to try to get them to realize what was going on there. And, and some of them were still blind when he said it. They, they, some of the people said, oh, he's calling for Elijah. And they, they didn't get what he was saying. But at the same time, I also believe that that's how he felt. Why have you forsaken me? And we talked about when you're in the middle of your suffering or in, in the middle of your crucible or your challenges, you kind of come to that terms of, God, have you forgotten about me, right? Well, you did tell me to do this, right? You did tell me you would be there. And uh, when you get to that point, that's when you know you're right where you want to be because you're on the verge of, of not just fellowshipping with him in his suffering, but knowing him and becoming like him in death, dying out to your will. So we're going to read real quick, and I believe I do have a very specific word for this congregation, both collectively and individually, and we're going to get to that uh, uh, really, really quick. So let's all follow along. Uh, all right, all you kids, I need to tell your parents, or I, I need you to tell your parents, help them preach, because if they help me preach, I'll get done quicker, right? But if nobody amens me, I'll drag this out for an hour and a half. All right, that's the threat. All right, there we go. Look at that. That's one way to have revival. We're going to read today again from Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. I want to know Christ. Does anyone here want to know Christ? I mean, know him. Not just know him because, hey, I showed up on Sunday morning, but I mean, a day-in, day-out relationship. In all your ways, acknowledge him, the Bible says. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection. That's what we're going to talk about today. Woo, there's power and liberation in resurrection. But also to participate or fellowship in his sufferings. There's times that you go through some rough times, and those are the times that you actually get to fellowship with him or 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 build a relationship with him. You get to know him better. And then 
to becoming like him in his death. You ever gotten to a place where you just said, God, I can't do this anymore. I, I've tried. I've come to my, my, my rope's in. I can't do this anymore. And last week, remember, we said that he's saying, good, because now you're where I want you to be. You're dying out to your will. Or you're dying. You're dead. You've given up. Because it's not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. There's some things that God wants to do that only he can do, and he wants you to let go of it and stop trying to make it happen. And so, so that's, this is a cyclical thing that we see, not just at the time of our salvation, death, burial, resurrection. We see Christ exemplify that throughout his life. Death, burial, resurrection. When we come to him, we die out to our old self. We, we, we give him our will. We are buried in Christ, the Bible say, and then we are resurrected to become a new creature. All of a sudden, the things you used to do just doesn't sound, seem fun anymore. The people you used to hang out with just doesn't, doesn't appeal to you anymore. Some of the lifestyle you were engaged with just isn't fitting with your, your new desire and your new will. Why? Because you've been made something new. You've been reborn. You were born again. You are resurrected into something new. That's the basis of salvation. Now... But we see this, this cycle take place all throughout our life. You're going to go through times of trials, suffering. Why? Because you get to fellowship with them more than that. You're going to go through times of just dying out to some other part of your will and your desire. Why? Because you become like Christ, as the scripture says. You become more Christ-like in that. And then you get to go through the power or experience the power of rebirth. All of a sudden, it's a new chapter. You are now much more like Christ. You are now more empowered. Uh, it's by the Holy Spirit that he was resurrected. Matter of fact, Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by this time, by the same Spirit living within you. So the very spirit that had so much power in it that it could resurrect the lifeless body of Jesus is the same spirit that dwells in us. And in order to encounter that power, you got to go through a little bit of hardship, a little bit of pressure. You got to go through some dying out to yourself so that you can encounter the power of the Holy Spirit that's living within you, the power of resurrection, newness, old things passed away, all things being made new, okay? We're laying the foundation to make my point. All right, we're going to read from Galatians chapter 3, starting with verse 26 through 28. Um, before we read that, just be aware, this, this theme runs throughout the Bible, this death, burial, resurrection. It just doesn't play out in the Gospels. Going on, you can go back and find types and symbolisms all throughout the Old Testament of death, burial, resurrection, death, burial, resurrection. That's why... That's why Jesus said, for as often as ye do this, which is what we just, what we just did with communion, uh, as often as ye do this, do this in remembrance of me. In other words, he's wanting it to stay in the forefront of our mind. Death, burial, resurrection. Why? Because it's through this process that he actually gets to know us and, and, and you get to know him. And you become more Christ-like. You evolve, you develop, you grow. Death, burial, resurrection. It's all throughout the Old Testament. It's throughout the Gospels. Uh, the apostles, when they wrote the epistles, the, all the letters to the church, they kept making reference back to it. Death, burial, resurrection. 
The whole form of baptism, everyone say baptism, comes from the Greek word baptismo. It means to bury. So if you are baptized, that means that you have been buried, right? If you're dead, you got to get buried. So those of you who are going to be baptized uh, coming up in just a, in two weeks, uh, that's what you are doing. You are symbolically doing something in the physical to represent what's taking place in the spiritual, that you are dying out to yourself. You're being buried in a watery grave. That's, that's why we dunk you, okay? We're going to bury you. And then you're resurrected up into something brand new. So, so here we go. We're going to read from Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. For, all, for you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus, and all who have been united with Christ in baptism or in burial. So if you've been united with Christ, why? Because you've, you're dead and you've been buried. If you've been united with Christ in baptism, have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ. That's, that's a beautiful testimony because if you're dead, you no longer exist. If you die out to yourself and you're risen again, you don't have to identify the way that you originally identified yourself, whether you were free or a slave, a Jew or Gentile, male or female. All of a sudden, you are now one. All that you are, you have now become like Christ, so now you are resurrected and you are a Christ-flavored version of you. That's all that's important in your life is that you, that you got Jesus, right? So that's, that's what Paul is saying here. Now let's hop over to 1 Corinthians. He references something in the Old Testament, the same, the same concept of death, burial, resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1. I don't want you to forget, dear brothers and sisters, about our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. He's talking about Moses and the children of Israel, right? All of them were guided by a cloud that moved ahead of them, and all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud and in the sea, all of them were baptized or buried as followers of Moses. So he draws on the symbolism of the Exodus, the children of Israel leaving Egypt. Y'all all know the story. You've seen Charlton Heston pull it off, haven't you? Right? They leave Egypt. They run to the Red Sea. Moses raises his staff. The Red Sea parts. They trek across it on dry land, head out to on the other side of the Red Sea. You remember the story? Pharaoh and his armies pursued them. The waters covered them up, and and Israel were now was the, uh, the children of Israel were now free, and they were they went on to to the Promised Land, right? So Paul compares this to a form of death, burial, and resurrection, and I'm getting to my point now. They they went into a watery grave, the Red Sea, and they died out to something that they were, but they came out the other side as a form of resurrection. They came out as something totally new, totally different than what they were. And if God is wanting us to apply this to our life, start matching the symbolisms and metaphors, okay? Start kind of doing the math real quick. The children of Israel left Egypt as slaves on the run, and they died out to that and were buried. They came out on the other side of resurrection as a conquering nation, some of you have gone through your time of suffering, your time of trial, your time of tribulation, 
And there are some things that have pursued you, some things that you haven't been able to kick for quite a while. Whether, whatever issues it may be, maybe it's a chronic sin, maybe it's something repeated, maybe it's just something from your past that you've tried to shake. But God is actually bringing, this is the word for today, God is bringing someone through a time of trial and tribulation to a place to where you just are ready to give up. If you're ready to give up today, you're exactly where you need to be. Why? Because he's going to bury you in him. And when you come out the other side, you may have been a slave being pursued. You may have been in bondage to whatever this is for quite some time. But when you come out the other side, you're going to be a conquering force. You're going to be something brand new. And here's, here is something that I want someone to get. This is the liberation of resurrection. What is it about resurrection that's liberating? Because the enemy will actually pursue you into the grave. But the enemy doesn't get to come out the other side. Pharaoh didn't make it out. Matter of fact, Moses said, everyone stand still and see the glory of God. Look, this enemy that you're dealing with today, you ain't never going to see again. And so for some of you, your time of resurrection and liberation is today. You may have dealt with depression for some time. You may have dealt with anxiety for some time. You may have tried to kick unforgiveness or envy or strife or lust or whatever it is that has plagued you and kept you enslaved and kept you from being everything that you can be. And God is saying, if you're ready to give up, die out to it and die out to your own will and let me bury you in me. And when, when I get done with you and you come out the other side, the enemy that you have seen today before you, you'll never see again. That's the liberation of resurrection. When you come back alive, you don't have to deal with that enemy. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to have to face something next week, but it's not going to be that. You may have a trial a month from now. I don't know what the rest of this year holds for you and what you may have to face, but it doesn't have to be the thing that you have fought for year upon year upon year. That's the liberation of resurrection. Is anyone ready to be liberated in your life today from something? I know I am. There's some things that I've been dealing with. When God gave me this word, I thought, praise God, because the time is now, the time is coming that, that the Lord's going to get done with me. And it's something that you can't do on your own. It doesn't matter how many self-help books you can read. It doesn't matter how many sermons you hear. It doesn't matter how much counseling you've gotten. You still are wrestling with some of these things. And God said, no, what I'm about to do is not going to be by any, anyone else's work but mine. The enemy's going to follow you into the grave, but he can't come back out. Let's all stand. Woo, kids, I told you, if your parents would help me, I would get, be done. The, the musicians, if you will, come on back up. Now, the, I've, I've, I felt like the Lord also said that those of you who are going to be baptized in two weeks, and if you haven't signed up, man, let me, let me, let me encourage you. Sign up. If you've reached a point in your life that you said, you know, I've been baptized, it's been a long time ago, and I've, I've made some recent decisions to recommit myself to the Lord, could I, could I get baptized again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, if, if, if you've just recently gave your heart to the Lord, you've never been baptized, come see me. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Uh, Randy and Deb, you're going to have that jacuzzi all warmed up. We're going we're gonna to sanctify that thing. But, but here's the word, and not, not trying to say that there is something magical or special but I honestly feel for someone who's being baptized that day, the Lord specifically said, there's some things that are going to get in the water with them. But 
but I am going to allow that physical representation that day and their obedience to manifest some things that I'm doing in the spirit. There's some things that are going to get in the water with you that ain't getting out of the water with you because the enemy doesn't get to come through resurrection. It'll follow you into the grave. Pharaoh pursued them right into the Red Sea. He didn't get to come out. You may get into that water chained to something that has held you at bay all your life, but I'm going to speak it into the atmosphere today that you're going to get out conquering. You're going to get out the righteousness of God in Christ. You're going to get out the head and not the tail. You're going to get out a child of God and not a slave to sin any longer. Why? Because Jesus Christ paid the price. His blood and his blood alone has washed us clean, and his grace and his faithfulness and his love and mercy has saved us and justified us today.